We're cooking with goss this week. Ooh, you know it. The Red Four Filth Tour is in full swing, and the UK is full of theater gays, and the queens have fried chicken in their breasts. You heard that right. And it's a Halloween weekend. Are you ready to get spooky ooky ooky? Also, we take a moment to honor the tragic loss of queer icon Leslie Jordan. Mm-hmm. And new music from Rihanna. Rihanna is out today, and we got some Disturbia in the DMs, if you know what I mean. Yes, so get out in the world and touch some trade. Come touch on. Touch the trade, honey. Are you ready for another rousing episode of Hot Garage? Let's go. M. Oh. M. Mom! Welcome, Welcome to Hot Hi there. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back for another steaming, piping, scalding, serving up. Hot ah, This is, of course, our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, our lives. gossip and politics, politics, and take a little deep dive deep into dive. the DMs. Mm. So let's get into some. Girl, the race Uh, chaser kingdom is a buzz. (laughs) Buzz, 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 buzz. We we just felt like we felt like Trixie and Katya needed some more publicity, so we decided to do season seven uh, for Classy. They weren't getting enough. You know, like there were, there was no like, you know, they needed more attention. <laughs> um, and Violet too. Is she on season seven? <laughs> she may in she fact win. Season seven, bitch. Girl. Oh, spoiler. The only mind, thing. Sorry. Watch along. Oh yeah. I, in my head, the best thing Violet has ever done in her career <laughs> is the season eight give up dress. So I I remember her with oh, season she eight. Did that. You know, after oh, she, after she six it it just gets so reductive. <laughs> reductive? <laughs> Look it up. Who said that? Oh but oh, you're doing a Madonna. She's doing a bit um, If I miss I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well we are on well, season seven and we yeah. are we are season eight, but not for long because mm-hmm. we're going to be doing UK versus the planet Romulac or whatever. Like I Girl. don't know what. Shit it and know. quit drag, it. Welcome drag. to drag. <laughs> Did you see the list of all the different drag race things that are happening in 2023? <laughs> Let's go over it. It's drag race okay. Mexico, drag race Brazil, nice. drag race Sweden, drag race. Germany, uh, Spain season three, All Stars Spain, Down Under season four, Canada versus the World, Canada versus Canada season five, uh, U.S. season fifteen, U.S. All Stars. That's already eleven. There's like four more that I'm forgetting. Portugal, France. 
there's two more. UK Normal season five. That's like 15 things. RuPaul is wiping her ass with Benjamin Franklin's, honey. She is drag is all over the world. It's it really is. Speaking of phenomenons, uh, you're on the Red for Filth tour right now, and you're all over the world. This call is coming from inside the bus. <laughs> I know. I'm on Le, the tour bus. There's Le autobus? We're careening down the highway heading to Atlanta right at this moment. Oh, bitch. Um, you know what's in Atlanta, right? What? The shrimp clubs. You need to go to BJ's. Oh, BJ's? Is that what it's called? Uh Uh-huh. What you need to do is find yourself a good sister. I found one while I was down there. What was her name again? She was um, somebody's Crystal? Mm -hmm. Oh, Crystal is not my sister. She's my cousin. Crystal. (laughs) Your play cousin. She's my play cousin. Your party and play cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You you may know Crystal Summers, but I'm talking about her, her friend, Cocaine Autumn. (laughs) <laughs> we are deep in cocaine autumn right now. We're busy, busy, busy. Um, what was that Jesus bitch's Christ. name? What the fuck was her name? Hold on, I'm gonna look what her name was. It wasn't Bleach. She's from Dallas. The and the full name of BJ's is BJ Roosters. Oh, honey. Y'all need to go in and look BJ for Galantis. Rooster. Tell him Willem sent you. Hello. I'm here to see Galantis. Uh-huh. I need to see Galantis at once. Um, someone brought a, um, I thought it was a fan gift, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a gift. He just had made a prop for himself for the show yesterday in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And um, his name's Ryan. And he he showed up and he had a saw. Oh, my God. Like a, a like one of those long sort of straight saws that you like can saw mm-hmm. a piece of wood with. Yeah. And he had like glittered it and rhinestone it. It was a fake saw. It was like a prop one. But on the one side it said, uh, I don't, I like Alaska. And on the other side it said, I love Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And he he put a ponytail on it. It was very, it was wild. I signed it. But is there a joke in why it was a saw? I I couldn't, I couldn't decipher that. I think it was just an art thing. Because sometimes art, you can't explain. Like that guy jumping on the trampoline. But that, that makes sense. Yeah. I Sometimes am, art defies explanation. Uh, now I'm finally close to finding out that bitch's name. <laughs> You're still looking up your friend you went to the strip bar with. Well, she's she's the she's this pretty <laughs> she's a pretty girl. Um, she took me to the club and she showed me around. You just need to look for her. She's great. She's uh. She's from the wussy. She does the wussy shows. Marshmallow? No. Pretty girl. Um, blonde. I'm looking for pretty girl in Galantis. Blonde, I think. <laughs> Just Bring them to me at once. 
Excuse me, are you pretty girl? Oh, no, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to bother you. <laughs> Please turn around. <laughs> Get longer bangs. Um, yeah, Atlanta is always a fun city. Where do you go after Atlanta? Um, uh, then we go to Charlotte. Then we go to D.C. And that will be five show days in a row. Oh. And I, an, I see you still have eyebrows. I do. I'm I'm such a fake drag queen, though. Mm. I don't know. They might they might be coming off. I don't know. Honey, you cross that Mason Dixon line, you're gonna go through the change. <laughs> <laughs> the change is coming. I feel it all. So, so wait, did you see? But I'm a cheerleader in the the, the stage version. Can I just tell you that my friend Michael was in, but I'm a cheerleader and. They were amazing in it. The whole cast was amazing. It's at the Turbine Theater, which is under a railroad track. And I literally thought that they had like this heartbeat pumped into the show where like you could hear the characters like thinking and being attracted to each other. And then I heard it like during intermission too. And I was like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah, it's under some train tracks. I was sitting with my friend who was in Little Shop, Renee. Uh, she was in Little Shop with Vicky and she's amazing too. And the whole cast has like octave jumper notes. The score is incredible. Uh, I think the I think the lead girl's name is Audrey, but she was amazing, little blonde girl. The show was amazing. Go see Audrey it. Audrey too. <laughs> I don't remember. Pretty girl. Pretty girl. She's a pretty girl. Um, and then the night before that, I saw uh, My Son's a Queer by Rob Madge. And that started, mm. and that's at the Garrick on the West End right now. And that started at the Turbine Theater before that, and it transferred. That was amazing. It was all about this like show pony of a fag who also does drag, kind of. And his parents recorded him doing like all these homemade musicals growing up. And it's everything you could expect a five-year-old being bitchy to his father, going, "Dad, your cue was Bert." <laughs> like he's like Damn. just giving stage direction and everything. And he is so, or they are so funny. I don't know the pronouns. And then the next night, I saw my friend uh, Callum in Cabaret at the Kit Kat Club, which is like a block from my hotel. Yeah. And guess where I got my tickets, bitch? Today, ticks. Wow, see? Mm-hmm. Our ads change lives. They really do. Today, ticks brought me there. And Cabaret was amazing. I'm ready for my offer when wow. the MC leaves. Uh, I, I'm ready oh. to take over whenever. You and Alan coming. That you read for the same. Uh, Honey, I'm not coming. I'm going. <laughs> oh yeah, she got my she got my burlesque role. I forgot. I'm still mad at her for that. She stole it right out from under you. You could have been in a filled with share. <laughs> when I saw Cabaret outside the stage door. And I said, where's fun to go in New York? And he's like, he told me some spots. And then he's like, he stood back after he saw my program and he said, how old are you? I said, 16. He said, ooh, a wee one. And then he put his hands up like, nope. And I was like, ah, oh, damn. I thought I was going to get the cum cummings. Um, speaking of co-stars, <laughs> we have some sad news. Yes. Uh, somebody that we both have worked with. An icon in the gay world, uh, Leslie yeah. Jordan, has passed away. He died on Monday, October 24th. I'm sure everybody knows this. Um, he, yeah. He was 67, which for 
for a lot of like LGBTQIA gay people, that's like a it's rare to have like an older gay man who's like in the limelight like that because a lot of his generation were wiped out by a plague. So Leslie kind of came to prominence yes. more for a lot of straight people other than who the Will and Grace watchers through TikTok during the pandemic because he basically had this like great like laissez-faire attitude, flase da about like he made it through one pandemic, we'll get through all this and like his like yeah. his opening was always like well shit. And it was it was <laughs> just funny to watch someone go through what everybody else was going through but always find a way to be jovial and to lift others up and to make people happy and he yeah. the man loved being famous he loved it i identified with him so much i got to work with him for a year when we did a play together and every time Aww. he would open his mouth everybody would just be wrapped with attention because like the stories were always so funny and he just like held you in the palm of his hand and then slapped you with the punchline, and it was great Aww. You you roasted yeah. him on your season of Drag Race. I did. And you were I hilarious. Did. He's so funny, uh, and and was such a such an important person in our community because, like, like you said, like sort of elder elder queers are there aren't that many that we have to really look up to, and he was. He was a really good, a good person, and just really, really funny, and um, and broke a lot of barriers. So um, we love you, honey. Uh, we love you, and, Leslie. Um, and and look up his old work if if you if you have the YouTube's. He was on Murphy Brown. He was on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Um, there's Honey. so many random things that he was on. Call Me Cat. I mean, watch his back episodes of that. It was always hilarious when he was on the screen. And we are going to miss Absolutely. you. And we'll see you when we get there. And save us a corner booth near the bidet. I heard there's a rainbow spotlight. Mm -hmm. uh, which I really want to hear. Um, uh, this is called Heart-Shaped Flail by Gay Meat. Hmm. Gay Meat, is that the name of that bar in Atlanta? <laughs> it could be, honey. I don't know. What, <laughs> what do we take a look at? Out of my mind, out of my body Choose to ascend, astral project as he want me what would Jesus do? What the fuck should I do? 30 going on 19 What does heaven mean? There it goes again Swinging my heart around my head Sleep for my love Swinging my heart around my head 
This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days and it's important to stand out. Good web design will engage your audience. You know it's true. Right, and the business needs a website to feel real. And that's why Squarespace is so important. The good people at Drag Queen of the Year use it with great success. It's true, we did. We said we need a website and we need it fast. And guess what? Squarespace is fast and it looks really good. You don't have to know code or anything. Yeah, Squarespace has Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system. It's never been easier. Start with a best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. Plus, you can easily sell your products on an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And the analytics are detailed and very helpful. Learn where your site visits are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. You can even build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. They've got it all. So check out squarespace.com slash drag for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code DRAG, drag. to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag. We are back, and um, uh, I don't know if you've been flipping through Galore magazine. Uh, Absolutely not. <laughs> I do. I do not. I do not support these fucking hoes. Violet's a fucking bitch. I like her though. Um, and and Gottmik has four of my belts. Four. And I went over to their house to look with them. Nowhere to be found. I said, all right, you got till I'm back from the UK to get me my belts, bitch. One of them was $800. And it was from like 2005. So She's probably wearing it on this magazine cover. She's, she's probably doing some S&M bondage scene with me and Todrick's boots inside these pages of galore. They look fucking beautiful, which is another reason I hate their cunt asses. Um, they're dripping yeah. with blood. Uh, they put down a drop cloth, so I'm glad the stage will not be dirty. These girls are response to tranities. Um, and, Finally, some girls and think ahead. They they look they look like they could be the cover art almost for how and why, which is our seminal yearly annual Halloween extravaganza for your ears and auditory senses, honey. And it's available now on Mom Plus. Well, part one it is. is. Now, this is a spoof on true crime podcasts, um, and it investigates the murder of the protagonist from last year's radio play, Frida B. Me. You remember her? She was the mm-hmm. final girl. Pretty girl. Rupert's Real pretty girl. Chase. <laughs> the murder extravaganza. So how and why Slayage of a Queen is starring Jada Essence Hall and Heidi and Closet. Plus, Delta Work, Raja, Meatball, Big Dipper, Jackie Beat, Mario Diaz, Priyanka, 
Jinx Monsoon and us. Courtesy of us. <laughs> and you can listen at Mom Plus, which you join by going to mompodcast.plus. And as soon as this is over, you go over there and listen because you don't want to you don't want to miss out. It's really funny. It made me tinkle a little bit. Um, I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss the thing. Don't call me. Uh, you know my pronouns. Don't call me thing, honey. <laughs> now there's some Shanglia news. <laughs> there's some what? Shang Shanglia news. Oh, Shanglia, which is which is uh. <laughs> An offshoot of Pangea. <laughs> Pangea heels. Our, our outline, sometimes some things slip through the cracks. And uh, they're... Why do spelling errors just bring me so much joy? Because everything else Dipper does is perfect. And uh, the... It's true. The, that's why. That's the definition of camp. That's what it is. Susan Sontag. So, Shangela had fried chicken in her titties when she was doing Dancing with the Stars this week, and Tyra ate the chicken. What? What on Ty- earth is Tyra, going on here? Tyra Pretty Girl Banks just ate a piece of chicken out of Shan- Shangela's bra that her mom made to give to Len and Tyra Banks. This show, if Shangela doesn't win, I will lead a revolt. Sweet, did she dance with the chicken in her breast? Yes. It would be sweaty. Yes. Extra flavor. Off the floor. Oh, wait, in a Ziploc. Oh, my God. And she had the gall to touch the chicken with a white glove. So, wait, was it in a sealed bag? Yep, in a Ziploc. COVID protocol. Okay, well, then that's that's fine. Tyra, Tyra went in. Tyra's iconic, and I bet that chicken was fucking good. You know God, it was. Shenzhou don't play. Then they did her mama. God, now I want, now I want fried chicken. I'm eating popcorn chicken right now from M&S. That's the nice grocery store over here. Ooh, M&S. See, I'm trying to be just like Shangela. You're one of those West End girls. West End girls. Uh, West End is the best. The dead of us, dead of uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. Have you heard of this up, up and coming artist named uh, Rihanna? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was in she one of her videos. She has a couple of hits. Pwned to replay. What about Shangelia? <laughs> Shanglia. Uh yeah, Rihanna's got new music finally after uh I think uh nineteen years? Fourteen? Five years. Five years. Almost almost as long as we've been waiting for a Mariah album. That's like fourteen hundred days now at this point. Uh the song is from Is she gonna release that uh that that pop punk album, Mariah? Have I'm, you heard about that? Yeah, from the nineties, right? Yeah. The grunge? Yeah. Yeah, there's like a grunge album, right? Yeah. Which, get go off. But yes, officially today, Rihanna's song, Lift Me Up, uh, is coming out to promote uh, Wakanda Forever, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, 
Is this a Josh Groban cover? We'll see, we're recording. We're recording the day before, so we have not heard the song. That's you raise me up, bitch, not you lift uh, me up. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. You raise me up. Uh, lift, uh, lift, lift me up as a Gaga lyric, though, for sure. Is this Rihanna's Hold My Hand? Tell whoever went in that bathroom they're only allowed to pee in there. Well, everyone knows. No one's allowed, and no one's allowed to puke in the sink either, because apparently these no blumpkins. These UK girls like to puke in the sink on tour buses. What? Who puked in the sink? I don't know. Give me a name. Cheryl Hole was telling me all about it. Some of these scallywags over here. This, oh this show has been so fun, y'all. You need to come see it if you're in the UK. We're in, um, not Dark Fork. It's somewhere else. Dart, Dartforth? Dart, Dartmouth? Maybe. Yeah, I think we're there next week, and then we're at the in the West End for two weeks at the Garrick. And then we go to... Honey, we're Dartmouth girls. We have to stick together. Honey, Dark Fork is the Stanford of the West. Yes, <laughs> uh, sir. Come see our shows and uh, celebrate with us. Come see our shows. <laughs> um, I know it's you're... Halloween. Yeah, what are you going to do for Halloween? Are you going as a slutty drag queen this year? No, bitch. I'm going as a spooky, <laughs> spooky ooky Mickey Mouse on uh, to my friend to my drag daughter Jade's party. I'm meeting some friends there. Gonna kiki and kai kai. Um, her name is Jade. I've been to her station. Mm-hmm. Uh, she keeps a clean station. Th- nice girl. This pretty girl. Pretty girl. Very clean. A lot of pictures up. Uh, so wait, they did this challenge on Dragula because mm-hmm. uh, there's a new Dragula, and they had to base it off of one of the classic like Halloween characters, like a vampire or a witch, or it, so. If you did a classic. Halloween monster, but did a retake on it, what would you do? If I did a classic Halloween monster, I would probably like to do Ooh, is is uh is Pinhead a classic Halloween monster enough? Like I mean I'd want really that's like a movie character, but I'd want to do like the like a like a, a drag pinhead kind of a classic movie character. Oh, I do Swamp Thing, honey. Oh, Swamp Swamp Witch. Mm-hmm. So I could have like flowers and a like a natural flora and a fauna coming from my bush, my emu's bush. Oh, I love that. What and what would you do? I know sometimes your I tights do, are swampy. Oh my god, I would do Dracula, of course, because Dracula is my drag icon. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a vampire. Ooh, you know who would be cute? Um, Dracula's wives. Oh, like from Bram Stoker? Mm-hmm. Bram Strokers? <laughs> That's the other dick bar in Atlanta. <laughs> for, a gra- for a gram, I'm stroking. We've done group costumes as the AAA girls, uh, which is always fun to to make your friends dress up together. It's very powerful to... To be in it, mm-hmm. I don't know. Remember a, a group costume. Remember when we fun. did Alvin and Chipmunks in a hot theater backstage with no air conditioning and <laughs> neoprene turtleneck long sleeve dresses with no zips. We really thought that ahead. I mean, how we made them in like two days, real quick, but like 
we should have said, can we have a zipper, Howie? No zips. We were hurt. It's not his. No it's not his zips. fault. It's not his fault. He did exactly what we asked. Um, we also did nine to f- the nine to five girls, Miss Dora Lee, um, yes. and the other two hoes. What else have we done? We did a couple. Um. Uh, no, that's our other podcast. I'm so. Um. Come in. So. But I love the Halloween season. I'm going to be on tour. I have no idea what I'm going to be this year. So why don't we go ahead and go to a break and uh, we'll figure it out. Oh, and we'll have a fun little tip spot with drag queen politician, maybe a girl. So I have some paperwork to go um, handle and I need to get... Oh, you do? Yeah, bitch. I need to get something notarized. And first I need to find a notary republic. Um... And then I need to get a wax seal. I'm going to seal it shut. You need a wax. Um, So, yeah, I'll handle the tips about this week. You do that. got a very special tip spot in store for you tonight. We like to bring out a bring out a girl every now and then for a tip spot. And sometimes we like to get political over here. You know we do. And sometimes we like to do drag. So tonight we're going to give you both. So please welcome to the stage the ten dancing toes of the incomparable Miss Maybe a Girl. Uh, hi. Hi. Uh, um, uh, how are you? Hey, I am fantastic. How are you, Alaska? Great. You look gorge. Thank you. So do you. So do you. <laughs> Girl, don't lie. Um, <laughs> you're, you're in like full makeup. Are you like, are you campaigning later or like what's going on? <laughs> I'm actually ready for a drag brunch. I have to be a drag brunch in about an hour and a half. So. <laughs> oh. Oh, I love brunch. I do. I'm a brunch queen. I'm a brunch queen for sure. Brunch is an American right. Uh, <laughs> and, and speaking of America, we've got some political things going on in the world right now. We've got the yep. midterm elections, which are happening very soon, November 8th. And uh, many people um, have made their plans to vote. Um, are you going to, like, do the thing that the politicians do and, like, get all, like, turn a look and then go to the ballot and be like, I'm doing my vote? Absolutely, I am. I filled out my ballots uh, at home, and then I'm going to take it to the polls and actually do my voting at the polls, which I love to do. I'm a little, that's probably the only thing I'm traditional in is going to the polls to vote. Yes, it's very campy. It's very cute. Uh, So... A lot of, okay, a lot of people may know your name and you, maybe a girl, of course, because you are involved in politics for real. So you are currently Silver Lake Neighborhood Council member, right? That's correct, yes. And you are currently a candidate for Congress. For Congress, U.S. Congress, the U.S. House of Representatives. What well, this is, that's, that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge deal. Um, 
so, you know, when I got elected to my local position in 2019, mm-hmm. I didn't feel after I was elected that I was the first drag queen to be elected to a public office in the United States, which I thought was pretty amazing. I wasn't running to achieve that first. I found out after the fact, I was like, on the one hand, I thought, oh, this is pretty neat. On the other hand, I thought, really, I'm the first one. Just knowing how, uh, you know, politically active drag people are. And, you know, I've always thought that whether or not you're intending to make a political statement in drag, just the act of of drag is in and of itself a, a social and political statement. So um, I thought it was really awesome that I got elected to my local spot and it really inspired me to run for higher office. And, you know, I met with you and Willem when I was running for uh, for Congress in 2020. So this is my second time running. Uh, after the 2020 election, we ended up losing the primary election by less than 1%. I lost by only about 1,100 votes uh, in a district of about 750,000 people. So it was a very small margin. And we decided we have to try this again. And so, you know, put on my heels, come back in for 2022, and we ended up winning the primary election. So we're in the top two for the general election this November 8th. And oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was pretty awesome because we beat out seven other candidates uh, to get to this spot. It was the most crowded primary election in the entire state of California for a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives. And we have 52 seats. So it was the most crowded primary. And the fact that we beat out all of these other candidates, most of them conservative Republicans, uh, there was a a moderate, a conservative independent, an eco-fascist. And so it's pretty awesome because we we made sure that there's going to be two Democrats on the ballots this November. So my seat in my district is safe. Uh, either way that you vote, you're going to have a Democrat. You can either have a moderate who's been in office for over 20 years, or you can have a progressive, leftist, corporate-free, trans person, drag queen being your representative here. Honey, that, we love that. that. So what... What are like the big issues for you? Like, what are your like big, you know, what are the big ones? For me, so I, I, I consider my platform to be an intersectional humanitarian platform. Uh, all of the issues are sort of intertwined. Uh, but the big issues for me that I'm running on are universal health care, housing for all, education for all, environmental justice, racial justice, LGBTQIA rights, reproductive rights gun control, alleviating homelessness, and staying out of war. And when you think about all of those issues, they are mostly issues that are affecting marginalized people, uh, queer people, people of color, poor people, folks who historically have not had a voice in our government. And, you know, I think we, we think about what it, what a politician looks like. And I don't think that we often think of a trans person as a politician, when the fact of the matter is we need trans people in office because trans people are under attack right now. And even the idea of a drag queen being in an office is is not that absurd of an idea, again, because even just doing drag is being under attack by you know state legislatures across the U.S. So I think it's you know past time that we have a very, very visibly queer person in office speaking about these kinds of issues. Totally. So, um, who's allowed to vote for you? Everyone so, in California, or 
not everybody in California. It's my specific district. It is California District 30, which includes West Hollywood, Hollywood, Silver Lake, Echo Park, the Hollywood Hills, Burbank, Glendale. It's a big district. It goes all the way north to Sunland Tahunga, which is on the northern part of the valley, all the way south to about Mid-Wilshire, Park La Brea, LACMA, the Grove area. So it's a pretty big district, and it's most of central Los Angeles. And there is a huge, huge queer population in that district. And, you know, again, I'm not running to be a queer person in office. That is, you know, representation matters. But I think having a queer person, you know, representing some of these issues and saying why they're important to our community is so important for representation. Totally. I feel like, I feel like, um, do you get, do you get haters who are saying like, well, why are you doing drag in, in politics? Like, what is the, what, what is the purpose of that? You know what I mean? I do. I absolutely do. I think a lot of people I've, and it's mostly people that I don't know. It's mostly people that I don't work with. You know, I've been in local politics now as an elected official with the city of Los Angeles for almost four years now. And I'm very well respected on my council because I'm getting the job done that I was elected to do. And I don't think that they give a shit whether I'm a drag queen uh, or a trans person. And of course, I'm constantly speaking up on queer issues. But what they care about is that I'm doing my job that I was elected for. And, you know, that's something that I want all voters to know. You know, I think when people think of the idea of a drag queen being in office, they think that it's going to be some sort of circus. But hello, it's already a circus, first of all. Um, But like I said, just being very visibly queer, I think it is is so important. And so again, the hate that I've received has both mostly been online anonymous trolls rather than anybody that I'm actually working with in my community. Right. Because once you're there and you're getting down to work, I mean, it's sort of like it, 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 what you're wearing or what you're, what you sort of present as quickly fades away once you get into the sort of the, the actual work involved, I would think. Absolutely. And, you know, the other, for me, there's a little bit of a, a blurry line because, yes, I'm a drag queen, but I'm also a trans person. Um, I'm a trans non-binary person. My pronouns are she, her, they, them. And, you know, one of the reasons that my win of the primary election was historic, uh, I was the first trans non-binary person to ever advance through a primary election and move on to the general election for a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives. So it's a historic moment. And I I certainly think that not everybody understands or knows how to figure that out. I think people in my immediate community, the queer community, drag community, trans community understand it. But, you know, for somebody who, you know, is just looking up their candidates, they might not totally get it. Uh, which is why I'm trying to, you know, put my message out there that, yes, I am a trans person. I am a drag queen running for Congress, but that's not the motive of my run for Congress, if that makes sense. Totally. So before we wrap up, I do just want to um, use you for your political knowledge because some of these propositions are, are complicated. Isn't, isn't there one that's like, it like has a confusing name that it, it sounds like it's like, it sounds like it's going to help unhoused people and then, but it actually hinders them and helps developers. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know what? I am trying to think which particular uh, 
proposition you're talking about because there's a lot of propositions. There's one that focuses on reproductive freedom, one that focuses on uh, tribal in-person sports betting, corporate online sports betting. Mm. I'm trying to think of the specific one that you're speaking about, but I will say that, you know, uh, homelessness in California and specifically in Los Angeles is probably the one of the biggest, if not the biggest issue uh, facing uh, people running for office right now. And that goes for everyone from me who's running for a federal seat to uh, state Senate and assembly representatives, county representatives, and specifically city representatives. For me, you know, I mentioned that one of my big issues is alleviating homelessness. And the thing about it is uh, I, I, I would challenge you to find any person in Los Angeles who doesn't believe that homelessness is an issue. For me, it's about how do we tackle this in a humane and compassionate way without criminalizing people experiencing homelessness. And my biggest issue with city council here in Los Angeles, with both mayoral candidates running for mayor here in Los Angeles, is they all support an ordinance known as 4118, which is a Los Angeles municipal ordinance that makes it illegal to sit, lie, or sleep within uh, 500 feet of most public locations, uh, freeway underpasses, parks, libraries, driveway, mm-hmm. loading docks. It essentially makes it illegal to be experiencing homelessness. And in my opinion, criminalizing people for being poor is about as low as we can go as a society. We need to be helping folks in a compassionate manner that includes permanent supportive housing, not arresting people because they are sleeping in a tent on the sidewalk. The vast majority of people experiencing homelessness do not want to be sleeping in tents on the sidewalk. But the fact of the matter is the rent is too damn high here in Los Angeles. There are not enough supportive services to help everybody experiencing homelessness. In fact, one of the reasons this I'm so passionate about this is because the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which governs most of the southwestern states, determined in um, a case known as uh, Martin versus Boise that that it is unconstitutional for cities to make it illegal to sleep in encampments or tents in cities when there are not enough shelters or beds to accommodate everybody experiencing homelessness. So we have a we have over 40,000 people just in the city of LA alone experiencing homelessness. We do not have that many shelter beds or spaces available for all of those folks. So how can you say you've got to leave, go to a shelter, go somewhere else when there's just not enough available resources? Add that to the fact that there are more than twice as many vacant units, apartments, et cetera, throughout Los Angeles that are sitting Ah. empty while people are living on the street. So this is really, it's a, a humanity issue. It's a compassion issue. And we need to you know, figure out a way to help these folks without criminalizing them. And really the only way to do that is permanent supportive housing and services. Wow. I, I agree completely. Um, uh, Oh my gosh. Well, you know, what's up. You, you sound like, you know what you're doing and I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, And I want to thank you so much for being our tips about this week. This is, Maybe a girl, everyone. Just wanted to say you can visit us online at maybeagirlforcongress.org. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We need help with volunteers, with fundraising. I'm a corporate-free grassroots candidate, entirely people-powered. So please, people, help us out. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything.
This is the moment. We are back, and you know this moment. moment. (laughs) When the king. When the gods expect us to go spelunking. Deep inside the dream. The direct messages. (laughs) Yes, for those of you who don't. Inside the DMs, which Mm -hmm. means direct messages. Yes. I will ask one of you to sashay away, which means you leave. And one of you to chante, which means you stay. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And the first um, message... Liz, yes, Liz writes in to recommend a fair for Willem to attend. My friend invited me to touch a trade this weekend. Sadly, it was just a bunch of old dudes talking about their wood, tools, plumbing, and electrical work. And there's a picture of a sticker that's touch a trade, and it's a hand reaching out and grabbing that hammer kind of suggestively. It's giving it like an under. Mm-hmm. It's giving it kind of a reach around. <laughs> that hand is... Hands touching grabbing hands. grabbing that hammer weird. I want this sticker, bitch. I want this sticker for the front of my notebook <laughs> where I have all my good stickers. They're grabbing the hammer like, like this. They're grabbing it like Kendall Gender cuts uh, a, <laughs> a, a cucumber. Uh, yes, they are. Straight up. It's so cute. Yeah. We'll have to go next time. Is that a child's hand? Uh, would you want to read the next message? <laughs> I'd love to. From Jay. Hey, Will, Alaskan Dip. Just listening to the current hot goss where the girlies are talking about Canada versus the world. I believe it was the drag philosopher Willem who very succinctly noted that a few of the dolls had been on the same season as the show's current host, Brooklyn, and I couldn't help but wonder. If you had to compete on another season with one of your sisters as the host head judge, who would you choose and why? Love the pod, love the goss. The goss is hot. Jay. Um, That's hot First of all, Brooklyn's name is B R O O K E, new word, L Y N N E. I don't know, but it's two just, words. Yeah, just two. It's words. not like the suburb. Brooke. Yeah. Or the. Yeah. So if I had to, yeah. if I had to compete on another season of Drag Race with one of my sisters as the host or head judge, does it have to be from my season? Because I, if so, it'd I be Latrice. That's what they were thinking. Yeah, it would be Latrice. Latrice or Chad, because those are the only two people mm-hmm. that I think I would take any constructive criticism from, because the yeah. rest of my cast was garbage <laughs> bucket hose, much like me, oh to some degree. They, they had their elements of class and beauty, of course, but they all definitely had some gut bucketness also in there. Um, no, we're not, we're not pointing names. We're not saying seasonal sisters, such as the Summers. She was beautiful. Maligning these Beauty. girls. How dare you? Who, who would she you want to be judged Beauty. by? No one. I would want to do the judging. I would want to be hosting the show. Yeah, you've done the show like eight times, haven't you? Not sitting there getting critiqued by Trixie Mattel on a singing show. Oh, bitch. Like, what the fuck? No. No, mm. no. I would take a shit on the stage. <laughs> I would take a hot steaming shit on the stage. I would and be asked to leave, but the story for the studio audience would live on. They would never air it. I would eat Kraft macaroni and cheese powder and put it in my <laughs> mouth, and then 
cough it out for an orange <laughs> cloud of dust to form all over whoever was near me. And then immediately, five minutes later, I would start giving him uh, the cheesy squirts. Cheesy. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. What? And then I would slip in it and make a snow angel in my own diarrhea. <laughs> Yep, that's what I would do. See, Have, see, this is what this is what the world. No, honestly, um, no. I mean, Jinx, uh, Jinx is no. There's so many. There's so many queens on on my seasons who are who are good at drag and uh, Roxiana. How about Detox? Roxy, Roxy, and <laughs> Detox. How about sure. Detox? Yeah. Detox would would yeah, would let whoever win who had ever had a bag. <laughs> Oh Miss Thing, do you have a baggie? Come here. <laughs> you want this crown? Give me the baggie. Turn it inside out. I see there's one left in there. There's there's more left. Just give it to me. I don't need it. I don't need it off your nail. I have nails on, girl. Do you want to win or not? This message comes from Am. Dear Alaska Willem and Big Dip, longtime listener, first time caller. I'm a 21 year old gay man looking to get my future started, but don't know where to begin. Growing up in a religious ethnic household, I've been controlled on every action I take relating to education, work, and overall free time. I feel like I'm trapped. I don't really know what direction to go with life. What I'm currently studying in college I'm failing and have no interest in, and every paycheck I get, the majority of it gets taken away for house expenses. I feel like I'm living someone else's life and haven't discovered who I am as a person just yet. I've been depressed for several months and fear when my breaking point will hit. My family moves a lot, so I don't have friends to rely on, such as sharing an apartment or even having a safe haven for myself. I'm just curious if you have any advice as a young, broke queer with no one to turn to. At this point, I'm looking for any ounce of opportunity that's presented to me and I'm just going with it. Unfortunately, will not be including a dick pic because I am not that kind of girl yet. And for the safety of myself, deleting this email after sending and hope my family doesn't magically find this. Seriously, Anon Moose. Anon Moose. Okay. What I would say, personally, is it sucks that you have to deal with your family like this, but find a reason to get out of the house and be with LGBTQIA people that's during the day so people won't be suspicious of your nighttime creepings, like a kickball or like a gay book club or like um, a, a, gay men's a chorus. circle jerk or um, a stitching and bitching club, like start a quilting club or something. Um, the depression is going to get worse if you just sit in it so if you keep yourself busy at least you can distract yourself that's what i do if i ever feel down i give myself something to do that's that's all i can do i don't know um and these house expenses i charge the girls three and a half percent when they turn tricks in my in at my studio so i don't know how much they're taking from you but if it's above three and a half honey you may want to talk to you may want to talk to the city council somewhere or uh <laughs> Yeah, maybe a girl. Maybe she a girl. Could, she could help. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what would you do? What would you do well, if you're someone else? 
Well, it sounds like, okay. I mean, first of all, being 21 and uh-huh. feeling like you're broke and feeling like you have no idea what you're doing with your life is, is a, I mean, you can connect with people on that because I remember, I remember being in my early twenties and, and I had just moved to LA and I was like, decades you know, ago, literally I, decades ago. Yeah. So, so, so many hundreds of years ago. But I didn't know what I was doing with my life. And it was a really sad, like, it was really like, I, I didn't, I didn't know what the, what the fuck I was doing. Of course, that's when I discovered like doing drag because it was something that I just really was drawn to and something I felt like doing. It didn't make sense financially or anything, but I just, I had to do something to like, to like inspire myself and entertain myself. So um, I think your advice is really good. Do do something during the day. I mean, uh, that's, that's a Switch great Switch your thing. fucking major. Yeah. If you're not interested in it, somebody's paying for that. Your parents or you, you should at least be getting your money's worth and learn something that you want to learn or like a trade you can use to make money to get out of your parents' thumb, you know? And it's not, I mean, it just... Yeah. And if you're too... No, it's not, it sounds like your family is... I mean, you're literally deleting your emails so that they don't find it. I mean, it sounds like you're sort of... I don't know. I mean, you're, that that sucks. Like, But sometimes you have to, like... If you're... Put on Kelly Clarkson Breakaway. And then just, like, listen to the album a couple times. Do. Like, if you're not being supported and seen by by people, even if they are your family, sometimes you have to, like, step away. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, like, the scariest thing ever. Maybe that's, like, the worst thing ever. But often doing the scariest thing or, like, the, the thing that, that, like, the thing that is the fucking giving you the most fear, sometimes by doing that, that's how you grow and, like, move into the next like phase of your life so it's i don't i don't um i don't know and and please don't take our advice like on straight talk uh i found out pretty girl's name pretty girl's name is brigitte finally brigitte bidet oh yeah brigitte (laughs) yeah she's so fun she's the best and literally after the strip club, I was in her car and like she she dropped me off and she's like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what was your name again? And she's like, bitch, did you, did I drive you around all night? Did we not party and get lap dances? And then you forgot. And I was like, I, I'm not good at names. I don't even have a drag name. So her name is Brigitte. Find her. She'll take you to the fun club. She knows where to go eat good. I think um, I had a honey butter chicken biscuit with her maybe or something. And she is amazing. Go find Brigitte and all the, and Ella. Ella's really fun too. Ella might be her drag mom. Ella Soros Rex. Um, the Atlanta girls are fun. They go in. Or you could just call Phoenix. She'll know where to go. And um, Nicole Page Brooks has a great deal for uh, pedicures, for acrylic toenails. Talk to her okay. maybe. <laughs> yes. Check in with Nina course. Bonita. All the girl. We want to thank you so much for joining us for Hot God. Hot God. 
And a special shout out to our Mom Plus subscribers who are listening to this episode ad-free behind the good pussy paywall. A special hello to Ricardo H. and Melissa F. Thank you for listening. We see you and we hear you there. Also, follow us on Instagram at Willem at the Only Alaska 5000, at Race Chaser Pod, and at Mom Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Stay safe out there, everybody, and be vigilant to what is happening around you. Turn the lights on before you put it in your mouth just to see if there's anything on it or under it. Then get that monkeypox vaccine if you're at risk and have access to it. And we'll be back next week with another steaming, steaming piping, piping scalding, serving of hot gas. To listen to Race Chaser ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Race Chaser is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Alaskan Willem. And produced by Big Dipper. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is by Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. <laughs>